0: This is the bar steward's enquiry. Right. You're talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You were an underachiever in life. You, I you your bacon one time. You were gone. Yes, you not done well. I couldn't save you. I, I suppose, But
1: you said the right
0: thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right. I'm saying what? what if you contribute to racing? You're one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. Uh, and a very big warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry Weekend podcast. This is the Irish special, the guineas, the two guineas this weekend. Myself, Lee Keys of systembet.co.uk, and as always, John Leng, who was in splendivorous form last weekend on the sermon discussing the Magnolia Cup. Let's hope he's, and also, I should mention, John last week decided to turn into blogger and stallion Moller into one. And he absolutely nearly smashed it, didn't you, John?
1: Yeah, I think we could have winners, but I couldn't believe it, you know. I was sick of shouting lifting him on by the end of the afternoon. <laughs> and, uh, I thought Did... I, I was going to get ran off Twitter.
0: There, there, there was one fella, I think, he, he posted it on Twitter, and he actually said that he'd done, a, he'd, done, a, he'd, done a, he'd done all yours in an ACA. And, Obviously, the first one went down, so he'd stop watching. And last six won. Surgeon Ray, beady bastard. I mean, I mean, it's you know. It's, I say, Surgeon Ray, beady bastard.
1: Should have left that one I out. I think, I think his,
0: I think his username was uh, was beady head. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, good, luck, good luck with that one.
0: <laughs> anyway. But yeah, a cracking weekend last week from you, uh, both on the tipping front and on the on the sermon. Um, we've got some more questions to start the show off before we get onto the uh, pink button section, and uh, we've got about half a dozen questions, quite quite entertaining ones as well. And I'll start off with a sort of weather-related topic because obviously this weekend is going to be absolutely deluged with uh, bog ground. And JCC punter on Twitter asks a question, and he says, "John, how does your approach differ when punting in weather conditions like these? Is there anything else you take into account uh, further to a horse's form? You know, like on soft, heavy. What what do you do, John?"
1: Well, obviously, you're looking mainly for horses that you can be sure will perform on that surface. But also, I tend to look for horses that I consider to be uncomplicated and have a bit of bottle as well, because mm-hmm. they, they can have all the may action you like. If they're absolute fannies, there's not <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no hope in the world for them and a really attritional surface, you know? Um, I also sometimes take into account was riding them as well. Um, Certain courses you can't get too far behind, even if they've shown a, a potential hold up bias in the past, you know. Um, when it when it rides ultra soft, sometimes you need to be a bit nearer, you know. So, yeah. you maybe have to be wary of your Spencers and your Simcock trained horses, things like that, you know. It,
0: it, interesting you say this because. Um, I did some stats a while ago, so I'm not going to say it in stone because I could be wrong on this, but I'm sure I did some stats a while ago on jockeys on heavy ground and Spencer was one of the worst on, mm. on heaven, mm. which kind of goes in with your with – your, like you say, it's probably, you can only make ground slower. Like if you're a speed horse or you, you're ridden for a turn of foot, then surely you would make ground slower from the back than what you would if it was quick. Yeah. And like you say, the old sluggard on the front end, you know, the pivotal, the you know, and and that this is my point of view um, to JCC was what I tend to do is I look on both sides of the pedigree. What did the mother like? What did what's the dam, what's the dam side like? What's yeah. the sire side like on it? Um, and I do my research that way to come up with bets to say, well, I've got the right angles mm-hmm. for this. That this horse has never raced under these conditions. Now he's got. It's the air coupled with the. With the um, I, I think I got soft ground sire, fast company on the on the sire side, whatever. But but that's that's basically how I formulate my bets. Um, but you, you make some pertinent points there because I also think as well, uh, you know, a jockey's strength might come into it on heavy ground more because on fast ground where they're flirting off it, on heavy ground, you know, it, it, it needs a bit more agriculture. Would you agree with that?
1: I think sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah. And on, on other occasions as well, you, you don't want going to pull them about too much. I, I think mm-hmm. it can be like six and two threes. You know, um, I mean, you never recall Wally Swinburne, a powerhouse. I'd have backed him against most to get one round in good shape, really, in bad ground, um, simply because he. He, he, he would get them travelling and not have to ride them about so much, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I mean, as I say, it's, it's six and tails is that really? You know, sometimes, sometimes they carry him
0: round. Good question there, JCC punter. I uh, hope we answered some of the ways that that we look at we look at things when the ground gets testing like this weekend. Next question is from uh, Pip Larkin and Carl Swanson, both, up on the s- uh, both uh, take uh, issue on the same topic. Follow- following the Martin Dwyer discussion on the, on the last Sunday sermon, really? what are your thoughts on the seven-day ban Jason Watson received for his ride at Nottingham this week, John? Absolute
1: pig shit, to be perfectly honest. I mean, <laughs> the British ain't stressed time out. It's of no consequence to a single punter in the country. The only people that's asked about it is are Charlton and the owner, and possibly, yes, and Watson. And, and actually, I have my doubts about that. <laughs> so, and, that, and the skills are coming down on this, like a ton of bricks. You know, what are, what are they doing? They're just, well, trying to tell everybody that they're there. Look at us, we are here, we're here, we're actually doing something, you know. With, uh, well, we're doing something other than draining the pot, we can <laughs> For God's sake. You know, I mean... Normally, you have monkey's out there finished off. You know, and, oh. and there we are,
0: we're getting that. I mean, watching it back, I mean, as I said, i put is an eye-catcher, obviously, but at the same time, you, you're talking, you know, these people have invested money in uh, horse training, you know, it's 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 first time out, um, blah blah blah, and he's he's basically looked after the horse, and I, I, don't, I don't I don't see an issue with this. I mean, put it this way: if you're doing Jason Watson for that, you'd be doing every single trainer and 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 jockey for getting them handicapped in the mid fifties and sixties, because well, everyone's playing
1: everyone's right, playing the game. All right, all right, and you, you ask them this question, don't you, mate? You say what are we actually doing for there? And they'll say he hasn't achieved the best possible placing. And then you say back to them, well, why the bloody hell are you telling old jockeys in the Grand National once your chance has gone pull up?
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Never thought of it like that. Absolutely. Wow, yeah. that What an analogy that is. That That literally is a great comparison. Because like you said, they frightened to death of the of the average Joe public, going berserk, uh, you know, uh, uh, tracking yeah. a, tracking a horse that's beaten. And like you say, if 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 basically you're you're that far behind, or, or you've got no chance of winning, sometimes it's better just to. And I've seen, to be honest, I've seen this when they're in fourth and fifth place. I've seen them ease off and not bother. What,
1: um, Watson's in a no-win situation there the other day, right? He gives it a couple of dabs with a duster, right? Animal,
0: yeah, you on what's he doing there? Oh shit, yeah, never realised that. Banner. you know? Yeah. No, I mean, he... yeah, yes or no answer, John. Yes or no answer. If that's Frankie Tory and John Gosden, <laughs> what
1: happened? Not to open now or any sort of banner action.
0: <laughs> it's right, isn't it. It's absolutely none, no, nil. Um, it's just because it's Jason Watson. He's he, he's not at the he's not at the top table and. Roger Charlton's probably not at the top table, in all fairness, even though he's a damn good trainer. Um and that's that's where you're at. And I think that's it. They they will do nothing to the top table. Nothing. They only had to do something with the Havlin escapade because it was that embarrassing that yeah. they had to. Otherwise they wouldn't have done anything there either. If they would have been the public outcry, I don't think they'd have done anything. Yeah. But, but, but um anyway, that's a, a great question, Pip and Carl Swanson. Uh moving on, uh, another uh, they love you they're loving you at the minute, John. So John <laughs> nominated Duran Fentiman uh as as basically as his top jockey as he can follow follow instructions and also rated thick Dave for the same reason in a previous pod. However, what about jockeys who show guts and initiative when a race is obviously not going to plan? How many times saying small fields is a horse whose main angle well, uh, when you know he's been dropped out and the pace is slow, they don't bother changing tactics. And then, surprise, surprise, uh, the prominent runners win and the dropped-out horses never get there. That's from zero uh, eight Ubic on YouTube. We've got good YouTube listeners, so thank you, YouTube. John, thoughts on on jockeys? Basically, who, who, who would you say? Who would you say? Uh, I mean, have jockeys got any initiative? Any jockey? You know, I mean, or are they all pretty?
1: The same. Iran, D- if things aren't going to plan, I'd expect him to come back and explain what he's done. You know, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say be handcuffed to the, the instructions. You know, I mean, if it's all physically possible, he'd follow them, but he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't follow them at the detriment of his chance. Now, Dave, really, you know, um, I've said Iran probably have the edge on the initiative. Um I think, I think then you you to get anyone with the top values if you're looking for tremendous initiative. You know, um, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example in in bad weather. I think it was uh, 1987 uh, when reference point won the Derby. Um, Stealth ran in the race, and then it went to the uh, Givern International. And it pissed down all day, really. And uh, I know for a fact the fact the instructions to Wally Swinburne were stick to the inside, make him move, like toe the house down. And he actually went completely the other way. In. He, he, yeah, on the, the fire railings on, all the way down the back straight looking for better ground because it was a in that there. And uh, he, he didn't even tell the trainer before I, I went out. So I went in there that, that was a bit of an initiative out the back of the hand. I think the house was about eight and then to one as well it run second it was only trip to it it, uh, it it beat everything else quite quite comfortably really so it was a it was a smart move.
0: Yeah. Mm. I, I do think some of the top top jocks do have that in them, just, just yeah. to be able to. It, it's a bit. It's like everything. I mean, say you're a youngster, you walk into a nightclub, you know, and you've not been in many nightclubs, um, so you're a bit green. You're a bit, you know, you you sort of a bit nerved up. You know, where do I order my drink? Where do I sit? Where do I dance? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's same with jockeys. It's same with jockeys, I reckon. Once they've been around the block so many times. Mm-hmm. That you get more balls to be able to say, you know, I, I'm going to say bollocks to your tactics. I, I'm doing this, you know? And I think, I think that's it. I think the problem is when you, you're trying to make a name for yourself, you, you, you don't go against instructions. So if you get told to sit handy, you know, then you sit handy, or you, if you get told to hold it up, you hold it up. And I just think it's like that through life. It's same, same in life situations where, you, you know, you, like you said, if you go to a, an establishment 50 times, you know what to do. You know, oh, I, I, <laughs> um, it's not a siren, John Nolan, but it's you know, it's different. Um, but yeah, it, it's yeah. So that for that reason, I just think it's down to experience. It's like you said, Piggott would yeah. would completely do his own thing. You know. Absolutely. You know. As we've touched on before, you know, with that ride, like you said, on a pasture saddle as All, where, you know, uh, yeah. he was instructed. He no, was I mean, instructed. Like, yeah,
1: don't knock
0: him about it, you know, unless he's any a bet, so he <laughs> goes past the post half up the arse's neck. Yeah. <laughs> and and, that, and that's, that, that's my point, that you're not going to get a, a jockey that's had, say, 60 or 70 or 80 rides or whatever, a good, good young, promising pilot, for example, he's not going to do that because he's not at that stage to do that. No, no. He, you know, he's he's not a, you know, pardon my French. Get ready for this, sense of this, but fuck, he's not a fuck you status. He can't he can't just say like um, it, it was the jockey that said fuck you, and Duffield, was it?
1: I... Ah, <laughs> <It, it> who <wasn't. laughs> was yeah.
0: it? Yeah, was um, Rod- uh, he uh, wasn't he? Is he? Sills, mate, wasn't he? the Silver. Ralda Silva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Fuck you, Andrew. I mean yeah. I mean that that's I I mean ra- when you get to Ralda Silva then you can say fuck you and I bet he would have said that to George though in his prime. George would have took him out. George George would have just flattened it in, yeah. in, in in seconds. Um yeah. So, if you can not him say that to Andrew, have took
1: him out actually, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, we'll move on to the next question. We've just got the uh uh oh no we've got three left. It's it's, it's a busy show. Um, yep. so leading on from jockeys, Prido boy on YouTube said, Is there any jockeys, jumps or flat that you would never touch? And I'm guessing he's coming from a of a ooh, a naughty angle, John. Who do you get nerved up at when, when you when you're putting a bet out or you're you you wanting a big bet? Who nerves you up the most?
1: Hey, we yeah. I would definitely you not. Know, well, I, I, was, I was going to say, never I, I think you can have these rules and you always end up breaking them. And then, you know, you, you'll say, Oh, I'm never backing anything here, guys. And then one day you find, Oh, shit, I've about that and he's on it. Because uh, you, you, you can't keep rules like that in your head all the time, you know. And, uh, sometimes just gets too sexy with its profile and that you wanna be on, you know, and if you've been waiting since the part for it and then you hardly took any notice of the jocked up, you know I mean? It can happen. And then the next thing you know, you you fifth or six tending on the fence and kicking yourself up the ass for backing it. Yeah. Um the Turner would be one, um i, t- I tell you you should be terrible for me, Steve Brown. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, oh God almighty. Uh, he, he was one I, I physically tried to avoid at all because I, I could not get a ride out of that fella at all. Yeah. Uh he got the usual Perham, he was terrible. Um Jockey he, jockey coach. Jockey I think, coach. I think he was just terrible full stop, you know, I don't think he was terrible because I backed him. Yeah, I think mean, it was just rubbish, you know. But um, well, I, I wouldn't say it was a big list, you
0: know. I mean, I mean, I mean for, for for me, yeah, for me currently riding job, it'd be um, got to be Tom Queeley, because obviously the Barney connection, and it's amazing how he got the Cecil job because to ride the greatest racehorse, flat racehorse of all time, and then you're still riding now and you're stopping them for marks. It's just, it's just, you know, I don't get it. it, it, <laughs> don't it, it's,
1: it. it it's a bit tragic, isn't it? Really? I mean, it's, it, it's like saying that Alan Mullery would have played in the 1970 Brazil World Cup team. <laughs> really. You know, it, it, it's that, isn't it? That's a... Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, That's it's goals in that. class. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing about Tom Queeley, really. I mean, how he got on Frank. I mean, I still say this with a pilot on Frankel, I think it had been even better because yeah. he, he gave he gave Frankel. What, I, I, it might have been three shocking rides. Well, maybe maybe even Becher really, Ascot. <laughs> oh, that was. I mean, that last race at Ascot, I just. Uh, I mean, there, there was. The, well, the two races that uh, Ascot, he nearly got it beat. Well, there
1: was S.J. pay when it was a three-year-old, wasn't there? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And he chased the pace maker from about six and a half, 30 longs out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, the last day, uh, I think I think, the arse had just started taking the piss out of him a bit, hadn't it? And
0: Probably worked him out. Yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, got itself left, didn't it? And was hanging a bit, and, oh god, you know, I mean, it could have all ended badly, couldn't it? Just because Queenie was on it, I mean, you could, you could have nearly pulled Lester out of retirement at the late 70s, couldn't you? And <laughs> it you
0: know?
1: he, he,
0: he, he just needed someone to sit on, didn't it? I mean, but anyway, I mean, yeah, so that. That's that's more or less covered that off. with two more questions before we get on to the to the meat of the weekend. And uh, Quentin Frank's good friend of ours has messaged in, and he said, "24 or 48 hour decks, what's best for racing punters, John? What would be your preference and why?" Well,
1: now, so the racing punters, uh, for us, when we're doing this, the 48 hour decks. <laughs> yeah. Um, for everything else, 24, I would say.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um,
1: you know, 48 hour decks are, are just bloody useful if you happen to be recording a podcast the night before this. And, you know, I mean, it gives you that <laughs> extra time. You know, I mean, uh, otherwise, we'd have been from dinner time probably unable to have a bet because we're studying these Cats. And that's the only thing we throw on the racing yeah. course side. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> While well, 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 we're podding
0: up, yes, 48 hours. But if we're punting, 25 hours. That's an really answer. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I totally concur. I totally concur with that. Can't really add anything. So, that's yeah. So Quentin, that's where me and John stand on that. Um, one final question is from... Councillor Andrew Woodman, we have a councillor listening to our show. Uh, sadly for you, John, he's he's a Tory councillor, so this you know this is met with disdain from your end. Uh, <laughs> John's refusing to answer this one. Uh, with, with the tracks, to, with the tracks talking about taking legal action against owners of drones flying over race tracks, is it time they looked at providing live pictures for an affordable premium? Uh, You know, premium fee to level the playing field, John. Is it time? I
1: think it's way past time, to be honest. I mean, uh, I've never been able to really understand why racing didn't do a lot of things when media rates were up for grabs and everything. Um, At the time, racing really should have launched its own channel, its own. Betting exchange and relaunch the Tote, and yeah, all under their own umbrella, um, especially the, uh, the pictures. And, and It should have been a case of talking to the courses and saying, Well, you won't be racing under the rules of racing unless we have your picture out." so you're out on your own you raise your own funds and anybody that raises horses is akin uh, to flapping and will be warmed off so you know that, that's how you negotiate with these people Um, you don't have many wiggle around whatsoever nope and that's how you uh, end up with what we'd call for the environment with uh, several streams of income including from your own betting exchange because I'm sure exchange punters would rather actually punt on the site that profits were going back into racing rather than like back was. You know, and you don't have to mirror Betfair. You, you know, you don't have to do anything special or out like that. You know, I mean, how much would it cost to get an IT wonk into to do that? You're
0: up well, and running, I mean... and the thing is, it's like every cartel, you know, from Pablo Escobar, drug dealers in Colombia, you know, back in back in the day, to everything else. Once there's a cartel, as in the tracks yeah. they are taking for- fortunes in box-pain customers to obviously, you know, provide basically live pictures and bet to live pictures when everybody else hasn't got them. Yeah. The only solution to upset the cartel, which is they clearly upset because they, they're making stupid noise saying that they can sue people that are are flying drones over their racetracks well the fact is they can't because if you're not flying the drone over their land if the pilot is caa certified and secondly if they're flying the drone or take off from private land there is absolutely zero and i'll say this to all tracks zero they can do now it doesn't. Now they've tried all the bully boy tactics. Arena brought the, the guys out with the baseball bats. They're ringing the police all the time. They're wasting police time. Police turn up. There's nothing they can do by law. So they just turn up. It's just a hassle. And they're doing that so that they retain the box income. Now the way that you do this is keep carry on with the drones, carry on because what that will do that forces the entire game to shift finally and say right. Well, there's obviously a demand for in running pictures. That's why this this. This illegal, or they say illegal, operation, which isn't illegal, it's legal, is is carried on. So you so you you know you basically carry that on and force them into doing something about it and making those pictures absolutely streamed at just latency live, uh, the minimum latency possible. For all in runners to play at home. And that is the solution. Simple as that in the short term. John's provided the long term answer, which they'll never do because they're idiots, but that's the short time answer to basically force the tracks into action in terms of providing a level playing field. Right, we're gonna go on to the pink button section now, John, after your success last week. Um you know I mean it was just Manic. I mean I, I was so impressed. You you just switched on a whim. You went from the, the old John Joe of the past to finding value and you just thought I can't find it, so I'm going blogger. Okay, well, <laughs> so so we'll start the weekend off, not with the Irish guineas, we'll save that. Um till the last last two bits. And we'll, let start you show off, then. Yeah. we'll start off with the old Seamus Buckley overwatered Gas pit at Goodwood at 140, John, for the mile and six furlongs, mansion bet, watch and bet handicap. And the 15 to 8, 2 to 1 favourite ish is Prince Alex of Rafe Ralph Beckett, the joint training team. John, get any Yeah, well, um,
1: as much as I'd like to back the joint training team of Rafe Ralph, um, I, want, I want to look, look at one collaborate. Yeah, but um that's gone elsewhere. More about that later. Um Hockfield um would probably be the the, the one I was I was most interested in. Uh, we're, we're on different races, I was j- jig these times around there or something that, um,
0: um one one forty race I think is there. Yeah is it on uh, is it on your decks. Eight runners, Prince Alex Field, Hockfield, Hi Anna, just in time, I'm Indigo Times, new. Yeah, hot,
1: hot um, It would be the one for yep. me. Um, I thought I had a uh, pretty unlucky run now in Chester. And
0: uh, yeah, yeah, it fits the bill as far as I'm concerned. Well, John, you've come with one there that was third in the Chester Cup, which I believe is form worth following. I think it's probably the most solid early season handicaps at, uh, at strong form that you can follow simply because the Chester Cup these days you have to be rated um, you have to be nearly listed also to get in the race these days so it's, it's kind of the race I, I like to follow for early season staying handicaps and um, I'm a little bit worried about the testing ground I know he's, I know he's gone on it before I know he's done alright but he's better on I think on a sounder surface but I I can't really knock be selection Hotfeld. Um I, I found the race a little bit tough if I'm honest. Prince Alex is probably the right price because it's it's the one that's probably got in hand of the mark, but it is it is found in the market. Um but the one I'd probably be against will probably be as I'm not so certain he'll he'll handle the, the 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 switch switching surfaces, um, but he's obviously ten to one, so I'm telling you nothing there. But John is um Pretty keen on Hockfeld to back up that Chester Cup run at approximately about nine to two, five to one chance. I believe we're going to be getting for for that horse. We move on to the second race we're pre- previewing again on ITV4. It's a, it's an absolute bonanza uh, on Saturday, and we go on to the Mansion Bet beaten by a head Festival Stakes. The Festival Stakes that's important. Forget Mansion Bet. It's a listed race and nine to four favourite at the moment I can see on my tissue is Al Zara partner William Haggis John are you any of you here um, I'm not entirely convinced this one soft round
1: um, to be honest it, it's been yeah. very impressive on the sound surface um, I'm not there was probably mitigation for the running yellow markets on the soft uh, as a so year first time blah, blah 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 all the rest of it you know but it's all the evidence we've got, really, so, you, you know, you're going to have to class it as admissible evidence at the minute. Um, Ron Priestley blew it away last time. Uh, Ron Priestley got blown away last time, eh, man? Um, I think Desert Encounter is a as you could make in this, to be honest. Um, I mean, really, him or Stormy Antarctic both go pretty well on swap. Both are similar profiles age-wise, both similar prices. What what can you do, you know? I mean, have a spin-up or something, you know? I mean, but I, I couldn't back the car anyway.
0: No, I, I, I share your concerns, and this ground can do a lot. No matter what you look on in the phone book, sometimes you'll look at us and alzaracon is a really classy animal by golden horn out of a chamadol mare and golden horns aren't particularly great on softer ground neither would a chamadol mare be either um, I looked at the race and felt, that, to be honest though I- I'm a bit disappointed, the rag in the race, winter reprise finished behind Desert Encounter at Sandown, now yeah. so everyone's saying well, well wh- what are you tipping that for, well for me I honestly think this horse wants it like a bog um, it's it's out of a Ken Dormer, it's by teller. and it literally looked to me, it did right. It's one of these, these it keeps going, it's annoying, it keeps going like one of the little Jack Russells, it'll look, run, run after everything. And 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 that's what I felt about this horse. Awesome. And we're still in the saddle, not saying it could be a boiler, but and I, I am disappointed with the price because they're actually nibbling it. It was a bit, of, I think there was a bit of 20s around. I think that sixteens is sort of there now. And and it's like I, I was looking at sort of twenty-fives, I'm thinking this could cause a boilover, because this wouldn't be the hottest um, festival uh, renewal that I've ever seen. So, you know, you've got you've got a nine year old, an eight year old, like you say, a favourite that might not handle the ground job, and then yeah. you know, you've got one trained by Paul Cole that have run for you know best part of 238 days. Well, yeah, again, I just thought maybe twenty fives might be just kind of interesting, but we shall see uh, mm-hmm. on that one, um, John, So John, John principally doesn't like the favourite. He likes Desert Encounter a bit, and I thought the rag, if they don't back it, we don't want them backing it in the morning because what's the point? We the, the point of backing a rag is that the the value's still there on the day, and we need a big price about the rag. I'm not, I'm not sort of saying it's a strong bet. We need a price. So we move on. And we change meetings after that gas pit in Sussex. And we go northwest to St. Helens, where we've got Haydock, which is uh, oh, resembling yes, that. <laughs> Kirtland's made sure with his watering policy over the years that the going stick never never, never reaches above five in the summer. And we start off with the 155 race, which is, again, on, on our TV4. It is. A, the seven furlong race Kasu Kasuma Horse Racing and Sports Betting Handicap. Mole's memory heads the market, John. About a nine to two chance trained by Ed Walker, ridden by Oh she. Have you any views on this? Uh,
1: yeah, I so, don't. Um I thought uh, Tom Collins was very really interesting in the first term, Jake Faces. Was taken out the other week. Um I don't think he gave a, a reason. I thought this was because they were, they were probably thinking the ground was getting a bit laggy. Um, I mean, they couldn't be sure, but right between the lines, I think that's what the track is. Yeah. Um, now, whether the ground's gone the other way, I don't know. But well, a motivator may, I'm hopeful. Um and I'm hopeful that the fact that Agus did bother to take it out last week tells you that it wasn't there just for a spin-up. So it's, it's had its spin-up um, and it's well, ready it's to roll now. Yeah, it's quite a little now. fancy. Yeah, it's quite a fancy. Yeah, a little fancy yeah.
0: mm-hmm. a lot of so, in the first skunk. Yeah, so I, I think
1: uh, I think it's ready to roll now. Um, I think Thurston itself is a very solid option price-wise. And I, I, I think he's found a nice race here lately, really, because I think there's quite a few exposed sorts, you know. So I'll be I'll be rocking along with Tom Collins.
0: For sure. I and and I see your reason there. that and my selection in the race would be the Marco Botti train silver samurai, um, who comes here uh, off the back of a stall twelve draw over seven furlongs at Chester. Not ideal. Never ideal for anybody over seven furlongs there. If you win from there, you're a group. Um, uh, prior to that, it was in decent foot on the old weather at Kempton. You know, just getting touched off off similar marks. And I just went back through this horse's form and saw that he beat Sunset Breeze, who currently is second favourite for Sir Mark Prescott, by four and a half lengths. And now he's bare off at the weights. I'm thinking... Does this horse want just so is he a soft ground soup beast? Well he's by cable bay out of a high chaparral mare. So I think yes, that 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 screams to me soft ground. So Silver Samurai, I thought, was a little <laughs> bit of value there at around the 16 to one mark. Kind of, yeah, it is drawn wide, but the horse likes to be dropped in. So as long as there's a good pace and they go absolutely bananas. And Lincoln Park might do that. Tom Dascom and Jane Elliott. Jane Elliott might ride it like John Wayne, running from the Indians job. I'm, I'm
1: sure with Jen, we'll be buzzed up and we'll be, <laughs> be going for his
0: hard style. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not going to tell you my vision of that. <laughs> oh, no,
1: no don't.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. I'm, I'm demeaning the show, sorry.
1: Tom will be sending her out Max up, we know that. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So anyway, that was my that, my small shout there uh, in the Phil Lancap. The next race at Haydock, ITV4 love Haydock. They won't love it when they leave tomorrow because it'll be an absolute bog fest. 514 non-runners, um, four runner races by the time we get there. But we get we get to the two mile uh, race at Haydock, and a bit bit of a bad thing for me. A green bookie's seven to two favourite. I used to own this horse. but I got a quarter share in it. And um, it apparently he just bolted up at Chester last time out under Franny, winning, winning hard L, job, 7-2-5. Usually
1: impressive. Um, ran as though a great weight had been lifted from the heart, psychologically. logically. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that was anything to do with. Um, but yeah, ran, ran really well. It was impressive. Uh, which hasn't really stopped me going to the runner-up that day, Postilio. Who um, oh, I thought didn't get the best of runs. I do not think that much of a run at all, to be honest. Stayed on, went second late. You know, he's never going to get to the winner. Uh, I, I just think I might evenly run the rest round here. I, I think uh, he gets a lot closer. He's out in Indian Ridge. Man, he should handle the track tra- and ground all right.
0: I, think, I I agree to be fair I mean Green Book really did get his own way that day and having owned the horse I kind of know the horse and it, it, he might have improved they keep backing him like he's 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 an 110 flat horse they couldn't get enough on last time and they're backing him overnight again here, um, what I would say is that he liked gears He, he, he but then he, he's a two mile horse but the thing is can he make all at Haydock over two miles like hit like Chester? I'm not so sure. It, it's it's easier at Chester because obviously you're on the turn and horses have got to engineer positions. And all all Green Book keeps doing is just galloping, which might suit. I mean that again, you might think tomorrow you might think, well, you know, soft heavy ground, he'll just keep sluicing through it and just galloping on at that one speed that's good enough. So Green Book tomorrow, I couldn't fault you if you fancied him. But like John, um I'm I'm gonna side against him with a sporting bet on future investment. Uh, O'Sheen in the saddle. Um Hector Crouch last time, that's no good. Peter Crouch is no good in the saddle for anybody. Um and he was ninth in the Chester Cup, and I I stated I stated at the start of the show, the Chester Cup form is the race to follow. Because that's the class race. That's that's the class. That's the class early season staying form. I always do it every year. I follow the Chester Cup form. I look for unlucky horses in running there, and I just felt future investment didn't get the race run to suit in the Chester Cup. I think he's in good form for Ralph Race, and uh, he's, he's my uh, sporting small each way selection. So we'll move on to the three o'clock race. The Silver Bowl, a very a, a val- well, traditionally valuable handicap, run over the mile. This year's worth a lot less and this is where I've got a problem because the silver bowl, John, would normally be contested by 16 really uh, absolutely brilliantly bred three-year-olds being laid out and now we've got 10 runners and it's just it's a disgrace ever in all. John? It was, on, was on the
1: cusp of being the Jersey Stakes trail this it, at one,
0: they took
1: one right. Yeah. You know, um, I previous winners, you know, I mean, there's plenty went on to do something, uh, I think all affairs fairs won this actually, uh, not too so long ago, Johnston's won it with uh, Russell Matter, I think that was quite our age, Alan King, you know what I mean, gosh, I think you've yeah. got this lot, God help you. Um, I agree, I totally uh, agree. I'll make it fairly simple really. Um grab the bag, wooden very nicely on on the soft at first. I think you has got a lot more to offer the stables in brilliant, Nick. Um that'll do mate.
0: So John back in blogger mode for the silver ball. Yeah. He yeah. he's sorted you out there. Uh, uh, that, that was if you listen to John, he's fairly confident there. And I, I do believe that Johnny's confident on Radoberg to dispose of what he describes as scrap in the race, and I can't can't disagree with that. But I will mention one thing: um, C set uh, owned by Nick Bradley Racing, trained by Richard Payne, currently around the eleven to one mark. Um, it's up more, you know, significantly in class, but I'll. I'll challenge anyone to watch that last sort of furlong and a half last time and think how does this win five, nearly five lengths? Um, it's it's not a miler for me. It's more of a mile and a quarter horse, but it's bred to devour this soft ground. Fastnet Rock wouldn't wouldn't bass it. I'm not saying he's going to win this because I'm a backing him. Not really. I might have a little nibble if the prices are there. But C set for me uh, of Richard Phays. I think he's going to be a really, really nice horse this summer over a mile and a quarter with a little bit of juice in the ground. I want to see him on good to firm. I'd like to see good, good to soft ground, and I think C Set over a mile and a quarter will be sort of like in the 90s come the close of play at the at, at the, the the curtain fall of the flat season. So that's that. I'm not saying back him here, but I'm just saying keep a watch on C Set for your for your trackers. Right, we'll move on to the Sandy Lane stakes. Uh, so Michael Stout should want to win this every every year. So I mean, Sandy Lane, Barbados, the connection, you know, but he's not, he's not here. So the, the Sandy Lane six furlongs, group two, class one event, seven to two favourite, Dragon Symbol, trained by Archie Watson. John? I think last
1: day uh, Michael Stout had a, had a runner in this. I think... Uh... Well, I, I don't think a license till long, if to be yeah. Did he run did he run
0: haunting did he run haunting beauty in this? Not sure. Do you I remember thought, that? Haunting yeah. Yeah, Haunting Beauty. Yeah. A sprinter of it, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, yeah, you count them on one hand, couldn't you? Mm. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Right. Um
1: Mudge Bear. Decent and soft, improving. Um also uh light refrain and um oh is also a bit useful on soft. I think it lies between those three, myself. Uh, and I'd probably be inclined to to side with Mudge Barr despite it being Charlie Hills. And Dan Hill and Hilo, I thought had an absolutely disgusting race yesterday on uh, one of the uh, aforementioned Mr Stout. He's getting
0: terrible. He is getting terrible. Well, he's he's, that, that he's, becoming, he's, yeah, he's becoming like Gary Carter and Steve Drown. He He's the next Gary Carter Steve Draft. He,
1: he eased off and uh, yeah. he got nutted. Yeah. And he didn't get done because he's, he's, he's a nice lad The
0: establishment making. We all felt your pain at Chelmsford last night. And you could have done that last night. Absolutely. Right, 3.35 five eight up, yeah, so we're here and I, I've got a really good selection here. Dragon Symbol, I know it's favourite. I know people might say, you're turning into Blogger Stallion. No, I'm not. Um, I said after I, I said after Kempton, I said this this horse is extremely serious. It's a serious animal. Um, it destroyed Jadwal, giving it six pounds, right? With with equal trips, so so basically gave six pounds to Jadwal, destroyed it by five. What did Jadwal do? Came out, run second to Jumbie. You know the the you know like just narrowly by Jumbie last week. I mean basically that horse was rated eighty-seven. It slammed a horse five lengths, giving it six, that's now rated eighty-seven. You know, I mean, that puts it right there for starters on, on the Billy Idol, right? So then goes to Hamilton. I didn't think he got the run of the race. They dropped it back to five, I think just for experimental purposes, really. And it absolutely, absolutely just destroyed them. Um I, I honestly think, I I, I think this is, this is group one. I do. Dragon Symbol is my best bet of the weekend. And I think how, you know, there's, for me, there's no problem with soft ground. Cable Bates are going very, very well on soft ground. I don't, I, this horse just absolutely loves racing, loves it, loves the game. It's like one of these, it's like Brian Jacks doing the squats job on um, he, he's um having- yeah. You know, yeah. He's 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 Brian Jack's doing the squats on, on Superstar. This horse is like that. He and- must have been incredible at our
1: little sex, you know.
0: <laughs> Did you
1: know how he used to eat the oranges? <laughs> he, 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 should, was, he, he used to paint bite, bite the top off. And then get the rest of the
0: orange out through the hole. Okay. I I, I, yeah. Yeah. So. so He's missing.
1: Must yeah. have <laughs> been cloud
0: nine all the time. Unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable, Jeff. Right. Four ten head up. i will try and. I've got images again in my mind. This is the problem. I do shows with you, and I get images, and this is what's like wrong because I'm now staring at images of what, what Brian Jacks is doing, me in an orange and some. 80s bird. Right. <laughs> we go on to the 410 Fortuner, which is the Temple Stakes, a Group Two event over five furlongs. Liberty Beach is two to one favourite. John Quinn and Jason Hart combination. They'll be hoping to get off to a flyer with this lovely filly. By the way, out of these seven runners, what, where, where are the where are the quick quick male horses, John? It's all, it's all the fillies. The fillies and mares are faster than the Colts and the, the Galvins.
1: There must be uh, some of them all for experts, I think. Um, King Kong. All
0: yeah. off to King Kong. Yeah.
1: That'll be it. You know, you're a mile over there, I think. Uh, Making, the it Making it count. Making um, it count. Key Amaro, for right? me. Um, it's, it's Dodds, it's held up a long first time out, um, yeah, we know it can get them ready, this one's a bit skittish in its manner and everything actually, I think probably first time out the time to get it, um, seems okay on soft ground, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on it completely but I, I think it's alright on soft ground. And uh, I think
0: uh, this could be one of the uh, the snake like more random to, to boat on. Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm turning to blogger stallion it. Blogger stallion Bay, yeah surely. Liberty <laughs> beach. Surely it has to be. I mean I mean I mean if you look at it, so keep keep busy. They they ran at the uh the long uh, in in the Abbey and uh Unfortunately Tom Eaves was denied his seventeenth Abbey winner on glass slippers. And um Liberty Beach was third, Keep Busy was fifth. And I just I just like Liberty Beach on like really deep ground. I just I just think that's that's her barra. I think she likes likes that little little bit of give on the foot. So for me, I'm a Liberty Beach fan, but is there much value at two to one? No. I'll tell you what, I priced this race up. I've actually done a tissue. And I made Liberty Beach about seven or four. So 2 to one, seven or four. I mean, we can all have pace and, you know, watch the race with with interest. I, I I believe. Right. We'll we'll go to we'll go to the premier meeting of the day, which is the Ascot of the North, of course. Uh which is York. And we'll go to there fair fair for our, our our final bit of UK business before we tackle the guineas, the Irish guineas. I mean that's that's what it's all about this weekend, you know. Jim Bolger, Jim Bolger. So we've uh. to the two four <laughs> nasty Jim. 240 York. Uh we've got the mile and six furlongs, William Hill Broccoli Cup, Philly Six, and we've got a favourite in the Roger Varian train, believe in you at at the two to one mark, John.
1: This is it strange sort of race for me. Um I mean I'm I'm not sure what on the on the rating on this thing, whether it's it's gonna handle York soft.
0: Uh, <laughs> York,
1: there's, there's, York, there's, York yeah. yeah, um as you, as you may realize there's there's a thing video the round was now where York Soft is unlike any other soft. McCarley, on the other hand, has been around York a copious amount of times. And given the fact that there's enough runners just for quarterly odds, one, two, or the main, even place, three places, if you can adjust it on Sportsbook, um, I cannot see more than two of these bait in this. Now, five to one. Uh, it looks an absolute filthy h. Where stale, the Turnbulls and how misery got to O'Meara and David Nolan. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Plenty going for it, I think, in view of the fact that it is the one with proper York form. Yeah. there There
0: are there are too many miserable gingers in this life, as as we well know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and, and it, yeah, he's one of them. But Makawi, yeah, you make a solid case because Makawi's got good course form. I do think that's vital at York sometimes. Like we've said before, when this grand's cutting up. Uh, There's uh, seven of them and two of these are going to get beat Fairland. We don't know which yeah. two, but one of them
1: won't be
0: Makawi. Yeah. yeah, you're right, you're right. And like Jesse Harrington, we tipped up Kay and Pepper the other day. I didn't realise she sent over about twenty odd to York. Never had, a, never had a winner. Yeah. Never had a winner. So, so that 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 had put me off. Just, obviously, they don't handle the uh, Dick Turpin nails by a marshland. Um. So <laughs> just on that on that stat alone, just how KM Pepper ran the other day, uh, was kind of a, uh, you know, a bit, uh, um. Was it Cairn Pepper? Yeah, no, she um, sent the sub, didn't she? Oh, that was it—the sub, yeah—the the one that we, yeah we also backed. back, yeah. It was a good job she sent the sub where they got cleaned out on
1: can Pepper.
0: Yeah, we we'd have gone, we treble and double. Yeah, Ugh. absolutely. So yeah, so so Jesse's got a terrible record sending him to York, and I'd be with John actually on Macaulay. I think that's the little bit of value there. Around
1: the five well, well, Look at what else you've got. You know, you've got the baby Joseph. Yeah. Who probably hasn't had one at the frame at York yet. No. And Andrew Baldwin, who doesn't give a monkey's where he runs them. I mean, this thing's come off the old weather and they run around Glasgow in, in the soft. And then Ewan Morrison, who uh, let us down rather badly at the Dante, mate, with another York debutant. So.
0: Yeah. Now, no, no. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a Macaulay am a fan. I think we're on, so we down on there. Yeah, we move on to the final terrestrial UK T V race <laughs> of the day, which is the easily solvable five furlongs, William Hull.com, best odds guaranteed handicap. And Tim Easterby has the favourite with Knight eleven to two John. Any thoughts? It's a funny old situation this with Tim and
1: Take the and- Everybody really. Um, Now, Copper Knight managed to get away with this at the Dante Main. Did pretty well, to be fair. Um, Now, Tim could offer no explanation for Count Dorsey's miserable effort. I thought he just got checked up a bit on occasion there and. uh, Oh, also when when you did get a chance to turn around I was just saying back off it a bit, I was just trailing ground a bit. I think Count will base um Copper Nate Um but what I'm interested in, actually, is the uh, the the widely travelled Sunday sovereign. That's had and it's say to Tim now. Um it's, it's been all over the place. this. It started off at Toomey's, uh, ran four times to him, and then went to Roger's, Lodger, uh, Roger Varians, had one run at Sandown, and uh, he said, Bugger, this is. He <laughs> <laughs> sent it to uh, to, t- to Tim. Now, Tim was. He was a, a little float up last year at uh, the Ava Mate. Where it was utterly unfancy, 20 total one, just Bryan had Now, this year it's only had the sated, it it, it's got baked less than nothing, four and three quarter lengths, like copper and eight at the Dante meeting. Now, the amount that tim have been improving for a run, you can easily say that overcoming that. And in addition to that, I think some of the form it's shown with a dig in the ground, where it's won twice in Ireland, yielding and soft, genuinely soft, I would have. Um, I, I think we've got a bit of something to bet on there. It's on a speed figure of 93, um, according to the racing course we have in Ireland, which I think you can pretty much say uh, they can hit 103, if, if that's the the situation and
0: th- this has to run well for me well that's your argument because it, it, it would draw on very sand side for the last run yeah um, I, I have no real opinion I just want to warn uh, punters on this obviously Knight is still bowling off 90 it was in the hundreds last year so I wouldn't hmm. put anyone off Knight. but for the reason there is a strong north westerly I sound like um, who is who, it who is it who's on the uh the mic, you know the fog? Remember the film? The Fog yeah. Bank coming. <laughs> you know, if you've seen the horror film The Fog, you know, it's like the Fog Bank. This is like, it's a strong northwesterly uh in the faces. So two-thirds in the faces for that spring. So if they go you, bananas... You know what would have enhanced that film?
1: <laughs> if it had been Laura Torbin from GMTV doing the, the, the weathery bit... <laughs>
0: You love Laura, don't you? Yeah,
1: you know, I think she's got
0: a good point. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So anyway, so beware of that northwesterly, lake. and we swiftly move on because I've got a selection there. John has, has, has put up a useful choice there. We go to the two guineas of the weekend to finish this podcast, and the first one is the 2,000 guineas on the Saturday, which is the 3.20, which is running a bog. The Irish Gypsies can't get their caravans out of their, their gardens. It's all waterlogged Job. There'd be no customers.
1: It, it's looking a bit icky, isn't it? Um, I mean, what do you do in these situations, really? Do you, do you side with Jim? Or do you side with Jim? Because, <laughs> to me, <laughs> Jim's arses wouldn't dare not run a race. Uh, Max Swainey last time didn't run a race and Jim went straight into the stewards and said that this was a copious amount of smock coming down his nose so he would be expecting improved performance from Max Swiney. Um I know Kevin's picked Poetic Flair but he, I think he's picked Poetic Flair when the requirement might have been only getting 10 furlongs, you might need something that gets a bit further in this traditional ground at the current now. Plus, Max probably didn't give him a great failure the other day when it was off colour. Poetic players won a guinea for him. So, how, how do you get off that, really? Um, I'm chucking in with Max because I, I think he, he's the sort of Died-in-the-wall hard and shit
0: else, you might just be quiet in in these conditions. We've done it. Ding-dong, ding-dong, ding-dong. It's a bastard. Special back. Swiney is the better than we We've done it. Uh, me and John don't confer. When John comes up with a, a decent price selection above, well, above blogger prices, we <laughs> go... We go we go balls deep. We dip them into the frying pan. We dip them wherever it needs to be. We hang them out to, to the swords. We, we do whatever we have to do. And Max Swiney is the bet of the weekend, simply because of the ground. Max Swiney thrives on this surface, would gallop all day. And and literally, you saw it in the racing post trophy. You, it, they, saw, they beat one ruler, no problem, easily, really. And s- simply, these horses aren't really bred to handle the slot like this. They don't train classics. You know, Aidan O'Brien does not train for horses to win classics on heavy. And old Jim will have this rippling fit. Here's he he
1: Jim's quarter. Max Swiney had nasal discharge for a week after the Derrenstown. But he has made a quick recovery and we are happy to let him run.
0: Oh, we will have. you will, have, will
1: have, Both horses are well and the ground is what it is for them. We can do nothing about the weather, says firm god bother Jim. Yes.
0: So Max Winey is our bar steward special. We don't have many. Not Max Winey, He's a bar steward special. Eight to one each way, a pleasure. We have to go each way. You'll be, you'll, be, you'll be collected, we're sure of that, me and John. We're in on this. We go to the Thousand Guineas on the Sunday for the final uh, input of the day the 3.15 at the core of the Tassel's Irish 1,000. Let's hope this all goes ahead because we need the Mike Swiney we need to play up job. Any thoughts on the Irish 1,000?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that, that'll be the thing, won't it? We'll have to go and get weird enough, Mike Swiney and people will want to want to bet on the uh, the, the 1,000. The problem being um, these are a filthy lot, aren't they? Really? Um, Feather over, probably a little bit below farm when there's been genuine slop, slopping around. Um, I'd say in horses have a bit to prove on proper slop. I mean, you on the one with the, the famous pedigree, probably about the best equipped, but if anybody's going to take five to two about there, uh, they'll probably want 35. Uh, the baby Josephs are two to one. Come on now. The far amazing. You know, um I literally don't think you could have much of a bet in this, really. Um if you absolutely put a gun to my head, I'd probably say a few shekels on Zappy pride each way. But I
0: think at oh, least, yeah.
1: least going the right way. Should handle the conditions. We'll see it out. But, uh, you know, I mean, really, I think, I think it's a
0: terrible risk, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, for me, it's a very substandard renewal uh, of the Irish. I, I think we're struggling in in a lot of the three-year-old fillies and colts this year. Very sad to see. It, it's really poor for the season. Um, I'm amazed to see the prices. And I, that's this is how bad it is that I'm very keen on February. Rover. Um, uh, at the prices, because the reason being, um, she's she's very effective on the surface. I'm pretty certain she is. She loves it, and I thought the ground was too fast at Newmarket in the Guineas, uh, and sadly the detestable Nick Bradley he's likely to get a um, or, or could get a thousand guineas win in the in Ireland. So yeah, the so Rover would be an each way knocking bet for me. But uh, John, your best bet what's your best bet of the weekend?
1: I think the army stare at uh York, um Mac- or whatever the call it. Oh, right.
0: Yeah, you can't answer that because we've got the we've got the special. We've got the special, it's Max Sleiner. Nasty Jim's cleaned up. You know, I mean he's run he's probably running Poetic Flair as a pacemaker, John. You wouldn't you be know, so bad with Jim, would you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's Max Swiney's day. He's won the English guineas, the Irish guineas. You know, I mean, it's Max Swiney all the way. It's a bastard special. Make no mistake, John's be- best bet is Mac at York, but there is a bastard special. We both agree on the Irish 2000 guineas that, that Max Swiney is a very, very strong each way bet at around the 8 to 1 mark. I'm going to finish that show here right now. I hope you've enjoyed it. Me and John are back on Sunday evening. For more slander and terrible abuse. And then get your questions in, by the way. Make sure you get your questions in. It'll be uh, it'll be fun. That's all from me and John. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Bye for now.